Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program, episode three of Through the Bible, KJV Cafe. We are having a ball here. I'm enjoying this. I was um, a little bit nervous when, uh, you know, I've been praying about it and talking to my wife about it, going through the whole Bible. I said, man, that could be, ooh, that's a daunting task. And I started kind of breaking it down a little bit, book by book, thinking about how many episodes per book. I said, you know, it, it really... God can do it. God can do it. And I have faith that he will. And so I thank you for joining me on this journey as we go through the Bible. Hopefully this has been helpful so far. And here we are in Genesis chapter one. And today we are looking at verses one through four again. So we looked at Genesis one, one through four last episode, and we're going to do that again. So this is episode three, but it's part two of the first four verses. Amen. And here we have um, the straight up God telling us he created everything. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's verse one of Genesis one, verse two. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And here we have just parked it at verse four, because we see here about how God saw the light was good. And we are looking at it, Jesus being the light. And we see here that it's important just to focus a little bit more on some of these verses about Jesus being the light. And we, we wrapped up for time's sake on John eight twelve with Jesus himself. And I'm going to go to John eight here uh, on my computer so I can, uh, just look at it a little bit broadly. Uh, Jesus, this is verse one, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. Okay, so think of this time, right? He's in the temple, he's teaching the people, presumably them being Jews, right? Verse three, and the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery and when they had sat her in the midst, they say, say, say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that uh, that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? And we see that this goes into the the, the very familiar scripture uh, of the, you know, Jesus saying, you know, he that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her first, right? Let him be the first to cast a stone. Uh, And then we have, um, you know, everybody go away because they're convicted of their sin, and, you know, uh, verse 10, when Jesus lifted himself up, he saw none but the woman. He said unto her, woman, where are thine accusers? Hath no man condemn thee? She said, no man, Lord, because they had all left. Uh, verse 11, and Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spake again unto them. This would be the broader group, right? I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And so we see the context of John chapter 8 and kind of, going through verses 1 through 12, uh, kind of skipping a few, but getting the context, the general crux of it is, you have Jesus speaking to the Israelites, letting them know 
who he is and helping them to understand who he is because God's sovereign, he allowed this event to occur where this woman caught in the act of adultery, a grave sin punishable by death is forgiven as God through Jesus Christ reminds everybody there, her accusers in particular, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that he is the light. And so we see this example there and we see it throughout scripture that he is the light, that Jesus Christ is the light. And one scripture I love is in John 1. Uh, and so it gets kind of confusing here because I've got First John 1, but this one is just John 1, okay? John chapter 1, okay? We were on John chapter 8, now we're going to John chapter 1. I love this scripture. I've been going to this a bunch lately. John 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was was God. And so that is a reference to the beginning. And so we're reading in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And now we see in John 1-1 here in the New Testament, in the beginning, guess what? Jesus was the one. He was the capital W word. The word was with God and the word was God. He's part, he's co-equal with God. Verse two, the same was in the beginning with God. Verse three, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. And I just recently preached a message on that, that idea that Jesus Christ made all things. And so we, again, need not be burdened by the way that things are going in the world because he made all things. He's fully sovereign. He's fully in control. We don't have to try to fix everything on our own. And here we have the light. So it's just really interesting. This parallels Genesis 1 so much. Verse 4, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Wow, the light of men. So it's again, paralleling this idea of the light. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Well, there again, from Genesis 1, with God liking, finding that the light was good, and separating it from the darkness, and calling it day and night, and so forth. Here we have another comparison to darkness, where you have the light, amen, and you have the darkness, and guess what's happening? The darkness can't comprehend that it's good. Is that not natural, sinful man? They cannot comprehend who God is. They cannot comprehend holiness and righteousness because they are burdened or in bondage to a sin debt that they can't uh, pay themselves, a sin curse that is on them until they accept Christ as Savior. And this is what we see here today. It was true then, and it's true now, that people in the darkness, they can't understand the light. They have no clue. They convict themselves with their actions and their words. They show that they're lost, but they have no idea what they're doing because they're completely blind and that they don't know that they're blind, as Jesus points out. We're going to get to more of this as we come back from the break in just a minute. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. Oh, he sounds so serious at the end. In-depth Bible study. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, we're still working the production kinks out here a little bit. You know, my wife tells me that, uh, oh, you got to, the introduction's too loud or too soft, so we're still working on it, but uh, you bear bear with us, okay? We're a professional outfit over here. No, we're, I'll call us uh, semi-professional. We're not professional. We're semi-professional doing our best. Back to Jesus being the light, okay? He is the light, Verse 5 of John 1, And the light shineth in darkness, the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 6, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now watch this, verse 7, The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, 
that all men through him might believe. Verse 8, he was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Verse 9, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Such beautiful scripture there that sums up the world we live in. And that word light is hit over and over again. It's mentioned over and over again in John 1 to help us understand that God is the light. The light is significant of who God is. What does light do? It illuminates. It it helps to a person find their path and find their way. Amen. It helps us to show what's really going on. If you walk around in a really dark room, look, in my house, if you walk around a dark room, you're going to trip over a bunch of toys because kids' toys are everywhere. Even though they've got storage areas, you get the idea. But anywhere, you know, you walk outside at night, you're liable to trip and fall. God is light. And spiritually, as we turn to him, amen, because he made all things, he's able to reveal the truth to us. And so as people living in a world that God created, a fallen, broken world that the devil is the prince of the power of the air, okay? Living in this world, wouldn't we want to know how not to trip and fall? Wouldn't we want to know about that light? Wouldn't we want to have that light illuminate for us? Wouldn't we want to have a witness like John the Baptist to help us understand who that light is? Jesus calls John the Baptist the greatest human to ever live, amen? That's a, that's a heap of praise right there. And John the Baptist was bold in preaching Jesus as the Savior, and he was bold in holiness. That's how he got killed, because he told the king it wasn't right what he was doing. And guess what? He got killed for that. So he was holy, and he was bold in his holiness. He was bold in his preaching of Jesus. He was bold in pointing to the light. He also clearly said he wasn't the light, because they were looking for a prophet, and he was saying, no, no, it's not me. I'm pointing to the light. Amen. And so we have such a great reference here to the light, and we have others in Scripture. Now we're going to go to 1 John. So we were just in John chapter 1. Now we're in 1 John 1, and we're look at 1 through 7. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. That capital W word again. So this is Jesus. And in verse 1 of 1 John 1, I know a lot of ones there mentions that Jesus was from the beginning. Verse 2, for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness. Oh, we've seen it. Amen. We've seen it. And show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full, uh, full, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That right there helps us understand who he is. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about God. We're talking about them together. And guess what? He is light and there's no darkness in in him at all. Verse six, this is interesting, ties man into it. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Think about that. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, how many people today are walking in darkness and saying they're Christian? We lie and do not the truth. Guess who we're lying to? We're lying to ourselves. Verse seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, there's that word light, 
We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. So we are to walk in the light. That's going to give us fellowship with the brethren. And that blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. Jesus Christ is the light. He is the true way. Just as God said in Genesis verse 3 and 4 that the light is good, that it is day. Guess what? Jesus Christ is our light. He is our day. He is our new day. He is our sunrise, S-O-N, sunrise. He is everything. Amen. What do we have? Matthew 13, 16. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt lost to savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of man, of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and give it light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so we see that light passes on to the believer as a way for the believer to testify to who God is, right? And so that people see our good works as a believer and they go and praise God. They give God the glory. They say, wow, God, look at what God's doing. And God is real and God is powerful and God is uh, taking care of his own and God is blessing. And and there is a, a true and holy God and there's a way to that God, right? And just as if you were in a house, you wouldn't light a candle and then put it under your bed or something or under your desk. You would put it in an area that would help illuminate as we are given the light of Christ through the Holy Spirit, once we accept Christ as our Savior, we're then born again, and we are expected to be the light. We are now truly children of God. We are now uh, able to be witnesses for the changes that God has made in our life, right? And so as a lost person, I did this, and I got saved, and I, and you know what? I, I gave my life to Christ, and now I don't do this anymore. Well, that is the light. The light has revealed its sin and, and God doesn't want it. And I don't want to do something that's going to, that God doesn't want me to do. And I feel better not doing it now. And I, I want to live for God. And guess what? God has made me better and, and he has helped me. And I'm sharing that with you as a way to illuminate who he is so that you will give him praise and go to him day after day for all your needs, and most importantly, for salvation. That, friend, is the light, and that is Jesus Christ. Join us next time as we get to uh, the first chapter of Genesis, verse 5. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. God bless, and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place.